Hello and welcome to the Tipsy Knits podcast with Sia and Pip. Hello, we're back again. Yay! We're back with episode nine and we're going with the provisional title of Teasy Knits this week because as promised last podcast, I'm finally doing my duty as a proud Yorkshire child and drinker of Yorkshire tea and introducing Pip to my like national drink. Yes. So while Pip was sorting stuff out, I scurried around at home, gathered up the tea and the biscuits, mm-hmm. and made good on my word, and the tea bags are here. We have three mugs of tea in front of us. Yes. There's a, a light one, yep. there's a middle one, and then there's what you refer to as builder's tea. Builder's brew. So basically, it's a tea that's so strong, you can essentially stand your spoon up in it. Yeah. It does look like that. Yeah. It is. <laughs> A number of shades darker than the others, so... Yeah, I lovingly refer to it as sort of, like, tan-coloured. Yeah. So, that's the kind of, like, fake tan colour I'd go for. <laughs> so we put one and a half sugars in my weak tea. Yeah, so and we've got a baby tea. We put one sugar in the other two, and a dash of milk and all. Yeah. So, Pip's going to start off by testing the baby tea. Okay, okay. So, on you go, Pip. Hmm. Okay. What's the verdict? It doesn't have the aftertaste that I've associated with teas that I've tried that I haven't yeah. liked. See, I'm thinking you've been given something terrible. That's um, not bad. I don't want to insult our listeners, but PG tips. <laughs> it's appalling. I don't know why it's marketed. I don't know why people drink it beyond maybe buying it so they get the free monkey toy whenever there's a monkey. Mm-hmm. It's appalling. I just can't stand it. Also, I think when I've had it before, I probably haven't had it with milk and sugar in it. Yeah. So it gives you, like, a really, like, bitter aftertaste, maybe? Yeah. It probably doesn't help that my sense of taste is quite strong compared to a lot of other people. So I'm really sensitive to things like that. But actually, this isn't bad. Yeah. Do you want to have a shot at the mid-tea? Okay, let's try the mid-tea. Let's go have a wee sip of that. So this one's... A little bit darker than the baby tea, less milk, and the tea bag's been squeezed, so this has actually met the tea bag. It's shook hands with the tea bag, as it were. That's got a Said little hello. bit more of kind of the tea taste. Yeah, so that's got it. more body to it. So that one again doesn't have the aftertaste, but it's mm-hmm. still, that one is probably as strong as I would go, yeah. I imagine, because yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not too bitter or anything, but yeah, so. Yeah. You ready to try the builders? Let's see how this goes. This one we let it steep. Yes. It has And gave it a good squeeze. Oh, it's had a good squeeze, alright. Alright, let's see. (laughs) No. No, not a fan. Oh, if you guys could see that face that Pip pulled. I mean, I think it's times like this that makes me regret we're not doing this via YouTube. Yeah. But if we were doing it via YouTube, I'd have to, like, actually brush my hair. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that that's not that's not nice. I don't like that. Yeah, that's a bit too strong, isn't I've it? still got an aftertaste and it's a bit... Yeah. Whoa. See, I think people have possibly given you rubbish tea. Or really strong tea. Or a bit of both. Yeah. Probably. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not opposed to other tea brands. Mm-hmm. But when you've I've got... been raised on this, I mean... You've got to represent yeah, your birthplace, I'm representing. You? So saying... When my brother was at uni, he lived down the road from the Twinings shop. <laughs> so guess who spent all of his student loan on fancy tea rather than alcohol and, you know, studenty stuff like video games and all that? 
There's worse things to spend your money on. There are worse things to spend it on, but you do kind of think of all the middle class nonsense you can spend your loan on. (laughs) True. True. But then you could also, you know, spend your loan on yard. Well, that's useful, though, isn't it? True. It keeps you Um, warm. And when you live in Glasgow, that's important because winter has well and truly made itself acquainted with our little city. Last week... It didn't get above, was it, minus two? Yeah, I think we hit minus seven at one point. It was yeah. it was cold. Anyone that uh, anyone that follows me on Instagram saw my progressive frost photos mm. where the frost from last the last day hadn't melted yet, yet more had grown on top. So, you know, yarn keeps you warm. Tea also keeps you warm. There you go. But this this cup here, the the weak baby tea. Yeah. It's not bad. It's good. I think I'm gonna have a good drink of this throughout the podcast. Good. Also helps we have biscuits for dunking. Yes. So it turns out Pip's never had nice biscuits. Or nice biscuits, depending on how you want to pronounce that. I've heard it both ways. Excuse me while I crack all the packets to get one out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how do we feel about dunking it? Let's try. It's a satisfying mm-hmm. crunch, that, isn't it? That right there. This combination mm-hmm. is a good combination. I might just undo all of the weight loss (laughs) by eating these. Yeah. See, I think the good thing about these biscuits is unlike, say, your malted milks and your rich teas, you can't overdunk them. It's quite difficult, I've found, to have it dissolve in the tea. Mm -hmm. I've lost count of the number of times I've gone to the sink to wash out a mug and found a pile of them next to it from my flatmate and she's just left dregs of tea and biscuits there. It's not, it doesn't look nice. No. And the other thing is, you don't have to do the rescuing the biscuit when it dissolves either. Mm-hmm. So you can actually ration your biscuits with this. It's not a case of, oh, this one's just dissolved in there, I'll just lug it out with another biscuit. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. Like, it can be quite satisfying, but more often than not, you end up with your, like, your mug of tea all over your lap. Mm-hmm. And double the soggy biscuits inside the tea. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Mm. That, that is yeah. very nice together combination, that, that biscuit mm-hmm. and this, this cup of tea. I feel proud. I've done my duty. You may have just done my duty. <laughs> you may have just converted me, possibly. Converted maybe. you. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we will. I mean, the other thing is, I had brought in case Pip didn't like it. I'd also brought some mulled wine tea. But then but I'm not a massive mulled wine fan, so I'm not either. But it's delicious. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to try that together in the new year. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But again, I can recommend that as well. It's really nice and Christmassy and festive. Yay, and again, Christmas. it's another warm mug that you can wrap your hands around and enjoy. Yes. And feel cosy with. Yes, even when your mug has sweary yeah. words on it like mine. Yeah. And also, because it's mulled wine tea, you can probably add booze to it and get away with it. Like, I wouldn't sully this tea with alcohol. Well, I'm Irish, so, you know, adding booze to stuff <laughs> is not something that I'm really going to uh, to turn down, really. Yeah. I know, but I can't imagine having, like, your, bre- your breakfast brew or whatever with some rum in it or some no. whiskey or whatever else also i find that my preferred christmas booze hmm. consult consumption is, is it Bailey's? Uh, oh no no it's a uh, brandy butter oh okay to the point where it's almost curdled which is how sam's folks do oh it. interesting and it's just on top of a mince pie no no in fact not even on top yeah. of a mince pie you take the lid of the mince pie off uh-huh you put the brandy butter inside and you put the lid back on interesting oh yeah I'm going to be controversial. I'm not a mince pie fan. Oh. Oh. No. I like my Stollen. Love a bit of Stollen. I've never tried Stollen. What? 
If I'd known this before, I'd have brought it with the tea. Why are we friends? How are we friends? Yarn. Yeah, okay. But the, like... the unbreaking thread that ties us in friendship. You say Literally. that. I've failed you as a person. <laughs> it's taken me this long to get you onto tea and you've not had Stalin. Well, we'll have to have Stalin next time we hang out. Okay, fair. We'll be fine. And also, Christmas cake. I'm partial to Christmas cake. Yeah, I, I don't mind a bit of Christmas well, cake. Well, it's got fruit in it, so you can trick yourself into thinking that it's healthy. <laughs> it's one of yes. my five a day, as is the marzipan on top. Yes. It is sad that you burn off the alcohol, though. I know, right? No burning. <laughs> no burning. Just, just... Is that the slogan for this po- podcast? Hashtag no burning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me introduced to tea. Who'd have thought? We could try on other stuff. Yeah. We don't really need um... to go for, like, fancy tea. We'll need to go to Chayovna. Yeah. Which is our local... I don't know what you would call it. Artisan tea place? Artisan tea house, I guess. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. And they do all kinds mm. of stuff. So we'll have to go yeah. and uh, find an excuse to go yeah. and buy ourselves some boxes of tea. Mm. So. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, like, supermarket owned brand teas are actually not bad either. Yeah, well, people, you know, they, they still need people to buy them. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got um, to be drinkable. Tetley's have started doing a decent range of fruit teas, which my man pals into. They have things like vitamin C written on them and stuff like that. Oh, I tried to... saying though, I've seen some tea brands, and I think Tetley are actually guilty of this as well. They started doing like tea for girls. So oh, they've got like pits... Yeah, I know, right? So they've got like pink packets on them. And they're all like, oh, this is for women and it's relaxing and it's got chamomile in it and pamper yourself. No, do not gender my tea. Yeah, you, you don't operate tea with anything that is anything to do with you being a woman. I know, so. right? And I thought the stereotype was that women drink tea anyway, so... Well, I feel, like, tea, I feel like tea's an everyone drink. Yeah. Um, That's stupid. That is stupid. Let's... I think Pucker do it as well. Ugh. Let's so move I'm on. Like, I'm against that nonsense, but like proper breakfast brew. Can't go wrong. Milk and a bit of sugar. Yeah. This is t- I like this. This is nice. Good. Well, I'm proud. So now that that's over and done with... Yeah, and we've had some chat that's dodgy enough to suggest we've probably had booze anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we move on to on and off the needles? (coughs) Absolutely. Pip, what have you been doing over the past month? So on the needles, I still have Alan Muir on the needles. However, Mm -hmm. I have started taking it on the bus to work. Yep. Where I can get a row done Mm -hmm. on the way to work. And I also can then get a row done at lunchtime at work. Yeah. You whacked Um, it out at the hockey last night. Yes, I did. Because, you know, there wasn't anything else exciting going on, Bray Head. Actually, there was. There was some quite exciting. Yeah, they just held it back to the third period. Yeah. I love my boys, but <sighs> it was a frustrating match, guys. It was. But yeah, so I did some knitting, and then I was counting my stitches, and thinking I've still got loads of rows to go. <laughs> As you <laughs> overdunk <laughs> your biscuit. <laughs> As she has said, it's impossible to overdunk a nice biscuit as she holds the tiniest <laughs> corner of a nice biscuit up. I need to get a picture of this, guys. Give me a second. Oh, jeez. Let me get... <laughs> so, oh, uh, tragic. Yeah. Tragic. So, so... Hoist by my own petard. <laughs> Bit of Shakespeare there, proving I'm still lit grad. Totally. Oh. So, yeah, I got... Still a... drinking this. Got my Alamir out 
at the hockey and this morning I was counting it thinking I've still got loads of rows to Mm. do blah 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 then I realised I'd actually forgotten that I'd I'd kind of basically roped off a bunch of stitches in the middle Mm. I thought it was 100 stitches it wasn't it was 150 so actually when I took it out this morning I only had one row to do so now I'll have to do is I have to cast off the middle mm-hmm. triangle. I'm going to use the Icelandic bind off for that, which I've never done before, Exciting. which is suggested in the pattern. And then I just need to do the border. And I have a feeling I'll get through the border a lot quicker than oh, I'll get through. Oh, you'll fly through that. So my Alamir is actually going somewhere. Woo! Yeah. Once also, you get to the border, you know you're on the home stretch. Yeah. It also means I can now <coughs> take my three three point seven five mil needles yeah. and apply them to another project. I have mm-hmm. also still got my secret test knit shawl that we talked about mm-hmm. last time on the needles because that's going slowly because it includes purling. And mm-hmm. right now, I am so not up for purling. I've also got... Well, while I haven't got any on the needles right now because I cast them off about 10 minutes ago, yeah. I've got Christmas knits, basically, still going through. So knitting a bunch of hats, etc. Mm-hmm. Off the needles... I've done another colour burst coil and this is in like a white, a kind of ice blue, mm-hmm. a mossy green and a lovely purple. And nice. I've cast off the first of those hats for Christmas for various family mm-hmm. members that are kind of a complement to the colour burst yeah. cowl. So once I've done all of that, we'll see if I might end up releasing that as a pattern. Maybe it's just yeah. a really nice simple colour work motif on a hat. That's cute. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. Not really much, just been working yeah. here and there on bits and pieces because the shawls are going to take ages. I'm not going to have them cast off yeah. for a while and they're just kind of bits and pieces knitting here. Mm-hmm. So it's mainly just like the Christmas bits and pieces, so hats yeah. and things like that that are going. So Yeah, we have hit that time of year. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I started the coil and I was like, hey, I've got loads of time because I started it yeah. you know, in November. You flew through it though. And then suddenly fair. I was like, oh my goodness, it is the 1st of December. And then... <sighs> You know, we got asked about a certain knitting project and things, and I was just suddenly like, oh my goodness, we've got lots to do. So, yes. So, Sia, what have you been doing? Okay, so, I'm not going to lie. I'm still on the three-cliff shawl. I've done a couple more rows. It is going. It's just taking a while. So Um, it's not quite hibernating. It's not quite hibernating, no. And I've just cast on a Take Heart hat, also by Fiona Alice. Mm Mm-hmm. So the man pal has requested nitty gifts for his family. So someone's going to get a take heart hat nice. and someone will get a different hat or possibly the same hat. It depends on what mood takes me when I cast it off. So I'm doing that in some woolly knit Aran mm-hmm. and it's, it's a lovely cream, cream off white colour. It is very pretty. Um, it's British. It's quite nice. 100% wool. It's a bit splitty and it sheds like no tomorrow. So I'm regretting wearing a black t-shirt and black jeans today. <laughs> it's really nice though when it's... Knitted. Oh, it's so crisp. So crisp. So this time, I've already knit another one, but this one's going to have a strand of mohair held with it just to give it some extra floof. Nice. So off the needles, I've already cast off one take heart hat. Mm-hmm. I knit it a bit smaller than I intended. So it's being gifted to one of our favourite wee people. Yay. So Pip lent me a pom-pom maker earlier and I did a nice bright pink pom-pom. Which will be very appreciated by this small person. I hope so. The colourway is, what is it? It's rainbow heirloom sweater yarn. Mm-hmm. And it's 100% merino and it's in the Princess Rockstar colourway, which I feel is appropriate. Very appropriate. I, I bought it for the name, I'll be honest. <laughs> we all want to be a princess and a rock star, let's be real. Yeah. 
And I also used that yarn to make our friend Emma some Vanishing Point mittens from the new Pom Pom magazine. Lovely. They're just nice, simple wee mitts with a textured sort of like arrow pattern almost. Mm-hmm. And they were super quick, particularly because Emma's got quite wee hands, so I got to do everything a little bit shorter than normal, which was nice. Yay. So I flew through those, and I think I might make a couple more pairs of those because they're really quick. Mm-hmm. And the rows are just dead simple, and the thumb construction is beautiful. Okay. So, yeah. We always want to know about thumb construction when it comes to mittens. Yeah. Very important. The increases are very well placed, so it's make one right and make one left, but it doesn't leave any holes, because I know sometimes you can do yeah. that sort of increase and you do get a gap, but... Now they were solid, so barely any like weaving in at all at that point. Nice. Of view. So yeah, that's me on and off the needles at the moment. Nice. Been very busy. Yep. More Christmas knits on the go. Um, I've also started crocheting another tree end shawl. It's time for my mum, nice. and I can say that because I know she doesn't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> so that's going to be in various yarns that I've got in my stash that I know mum will like. Nice. So yeah, that's me Lovely. knitting and crocheting. So last time we spoke about the warm and working event. Yes at Queen of Pearls. It was on the 12th of November. Yep. And we're now a month on, so we can actually tell you guys about it. Yes. So we raised a bunch of money for the big issue, which was really awesome. Uh Thank you everyone that contributed. Yes, and got hundreds of donations as well. More than last year, so it's fantastic to see that it's grown. Yeah. And it's amazing seeing how generous everyone's been. So the vendors are going to be nice and toasty again this Christmas. And it was perfect timing because the weather really hit bad. Yeah, it was just the weather hit bad. So there was a raffle and things like that. I actually managed to win myself a skein of Ginger Twist uh, Super Cheap Aaron. Look at the Irish guys, I'm telling you. (laughs) Hee hee. (laughs) <laughs> so that's quite nice I don't know I think I'm going to make a tea collection hat with it yeah have you got any hats there that you've not made yet yeah I've got a few really um, I've made most of them but there's a couple in yeah. there that I haven't quite got okay. around to yet so that'll be useful for mm-hmm. that um, so someone had birthday money to spend still yeah did so someone went a bit nuts <laughs> yeah did <laughs> go on Pip what did you pick up whilst you were there so Fast. I People might want to grab a cup of tea and sit down for this one. If you're not sitting down, sit down. Get ready for this. So, Pip, go. I went there knowing I wanted some rusty ferret. Mm -hmm. And I went there wanting to buy specifically for a building block. So I got four skeins of rusty ferret doll. I got brood fig girders. I got deception. I got space fruit. And I got static. Mm -hmm. And that's two lovely variegated and two lovely semi-solids. Yep. Nice and bright. And I'm really looking forward to casting them on. Going to be super zingy shawl, that. Yeah. I would say thank you to James for mm-hmm. picking up the brood figurators, because I had the first three and I was just mm-hmm. not sure. And he was like, yeah. it's Stephen West, you need a pop. So he picked up brood figurators and I was mm-hmm. like, that's exactly it. Actually, that's a good point. Um, as a side note, James should probably be in Shetland by now. Hi. Um, so hello, James. Hope the move's gone well. <laughs> we miss you. Come Girl. back and enable us. We're all very jealous that you now live in the heartland of Shetland wool. Yeah. (laughs) Jammy. I also picked up a project bag from Rusty Ferret because Mm -hmm. they're so cute. It's black with a sparkly ferret face on it. And it's going to be my building blocks project bag. Who'd have thought? I picked up a Metra kit from the lovely Zoe at Queen of Pearls. Mm -hmm. And it comes in a lovely little bag. Uh, It's got the pattern. It's got two skeins. I got the blue and yellow. And I'm looking forward to doing that. Mm. I just don't have the correct needle size at the moment. So I'll need to pick some up. But I'm waiting till after Christmas. Fair. And I also picked up a skein of Ballista. Mm-hmm. And then another small Citadel 50. Which is just like a 50 gram skein. So mm-hmm. I got like a 
purple ballista. Mm. And then I got like kind of a ready kind of Citadel 50. So I'm going to make mm. a shawl with that. So it'll be a shawl using a big ball of mm-hmm. ballista and an accent colour. So they just went so well together I couldn't resist. So I thought mm. I was actually quite restrained. You don't do restrain when it comes to yarn. I didn't go over budget. Because it was all my Christmas, all my birthday money. I didn't I'll give go you over, that. I didn't go over budget. So I had an amount I could spend. Yeah. You know, and I didn't go over that. So that's quite restrained. Uh-huh. And how many years will it take for you to knit through this? Uh, some. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we were looking in my stash earlier and Pip came out with, oh, you've only got 75 yarns stashed. And I'm sat here thinking, hmm, that's quite a lot, but actually on reflection, compared to your stash. Well, I had to bag all my stashes, yeah. re- my stash recently, because my sister, turns out she has a moth infestation, Ugh. which is really sad, Rough. and she'd sent me my bridesmaid's dress, mm. which is synthetic, so I don't think anything hitched a ride, but just in case. Yeah, you can't be too careful. I bagged all my yarn and it took me a day and a half. So, I have three 35 litre bo- boxes full of my nice stuff. Yeah. And then I have like half a Calax shelving unit full <laughs> of my other random stuff. So I mm. maybe have a lot of yarn. Just a tad. Oops. <laughs> and you how many years have you been knitting? Five years. You started me off on this. It's your fault. I take no responsibility. <laughs> but I'm not the only one that bought anything at Warm and Working. What did you get? Okay, so I didn't have birthday money to spend on like Pip, so I tried to be sensible ish. So I also picked up a Rusty Ferret project bag mm-hmm. and mine's sort of got the holographic glittery logo on it instead. So yeah, basically if you take a photo of it on Instagram with the flash, you get so many sparkles. It's great. Sparkles. Um, and then I picked up two skeins of the doll yarn. So one's called Cryptic and it's, it sat there talking to me for the entire time that I was there and initially I didn't pick it up. Yeah. And then she went, I really want that skein. No. No, I really want that skein. No, 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 no. I really want that skein. No, no, no. I want that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to have that skein. Yeah. Well, I kind of thought about whether or not I'd be upset if it like didn't come home with me, and it turns out I would have probably been upset. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a like a creamy colour, and it's got hints of pink and yellow and grey and a little touch of green in it. So that came home with me, as did a sort of like so- semi-solid grey. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a nice dark pewtery colour, and it's called Static. It's lovely. So it's one of those nice colours that'll just go with anything. Yes. And it's been a while since I've bought something like that, so I thought it'd be a good idea. Yes. And then, true to form, I managed to find some Wink. Yes. <laughs> um, it's my absolute favourite base that Leona's got. It is so soft. So soft. So that's the Barclay Merino base that she's got. And the twist on it's beautiful as well. Mm. I've, yeah, I've just loved the stuff that I've made from it so far. So this one, our friend Emma describes as unicorn colours. Yes, that, that works. Yeah, and it's sort of like a nice creamy white colour again. It's got red and grey and purple and it's sort of like pink and faded in places. And that's one of Leona's Halloween colours called Anticipation because it's Rocky, Rocky Horror themed rather appropriately. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are possibly... I feel like two of the three are going to become a combination for something. They might even get hauled into my Westnitz colour craving when I get onto that. Yeah. Just because I've been umming and ahhing about the yarn. And typically, I've said that I'll do something previous podcast and kind of the past couple of weeks I've been like, mm. just not feeling it. Yeah. So, yeah, so much for that. Yeah. But that's what I brought, that's what I brought home. So yeah. I'm quite happy with it all. So, 
It was an awesome event. Yep, we had a fantastic was, time. It was lovely to see people. And yeah. uh, looking forward to next year's. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. It'll be fantastic. So, last couple of episodes we have mentioned we want to talk a bit about the Book of Haps. Yes. We're just going to do a really quick kind of overview of it. It's not going to yes. be anything in depth, really, because we want to leave it to you guys mm-hmm. to kind of make your own mind up about it and get the good bits yourself. So... Basically, the first half is mm-hmm. a bunch of really awesome essays yes. about Haps and Shetland and Wool. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give anything away here. Yeah. Get If you want to read them, then it's definitely worth getting the book. Mm. The essays, as with the rest of the book, are beautifully illustrated. There's some fantastic photography going on. Mm-hmm. There's even a picture of uh, Knit British's Louise Scully as a baby wrapped in her hap. <laughs> yeah, so it's really lovely and there's a nice personal feel to it throughout, mm-hmm. I think. And a real feel of love and warmth. Yes. And so, community. perfect for anybody who's after something to add to their Christmas list or anybody looking to buy something for that mm-hmm. nitty person in their life. Yeah, and buy it on Ravelry, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety nine. Not only do you get the first half of the book full of mm. these wonderful essays, you then get 13 phenomenal patterns. Yes. So, what we're going to do is just do a really quick overview. Okay. Pattern one mm-hmm. is Motor Die by Kate Davies, and it is the traditional giant square hat. When we say giant, it is huge. We've seen it in person. Massive. Yep. Like six foot blocking boards. Huge. Mm. And it's stunning. Beautiful. Lovely colours. Mm-hmm. And it's one that you can do in pretty much anything. Yep. Totally mm-hmm. free for interpretation, I think, yep. really. You Definitely. can do a lot with it. So the second one is Theme and Variation by Vera Valamaki. And it's a sort of heart triangular shape type shawl. And it's got two of my favourite things, which is stripes and garter stitch. Yep. Oh, and also short rows. Can't be yes. short rows. It's really striking. Yeah. It is beautifully simple. Mm-hmm. And definitely worth a look mm-hmm. at. Yep. The next one is the shore hap, which mm-hmm. I actually have in my queue just waiting for yarn. Mm-hmm. That's by Martina Bain. And it's kind of like kite shaped, I would mm. guess. It's quite difficult to describe. It's kind of blocks of colour. Yeah. And it's gorgeous you can wear it in so many different ways very versatile and lovely lovely color mm-hmm. combinations and yeah. color plays with each other and it's definitely definitely something on my list cool next up there's the hairwood hat by bristol ivy and this is a beautiful rectangular shawl with intarsia chevrons on it mm-hmm. and this is the pattern that made me go i'm buying this book it is stunning and it's something that i definitely want to make in the future and again it's one where it's a good opportunity to make color pops and mm-hmm I'm not quite sure on Antarja yet, but yeah. uh, it's definitely on my radar. Mm-hmm. The next one is, uh, I hope I say this right, yep. Hoyland by Donna Smith. Mm-hmm. It's got a lace tree motif. It's a triangular one with a, uh, I think you knit the border first mm. and then pick it up. Yeah. And it's very pretty. It's a traditional tree type lace. And again, on my list. There. So what else is there? There's the, again, apologies for pronunciation, Haimgate, Haimgate Hap. And that's sort of a little capelet type pattern, isn't it? By Hazel Tyndall. And again, very simple body and it's got some lovely little... Colour work shoulders. Yeah, strips of colour work on the shoulders that look quite delicate and add a nice little pop Mm -hmm. to it. So it looks so cosy and the way they've styled it in the book looks beautiful. Next one is what everyone on the podcast knows about already, which is Hapisk by Helena Magnuson, mm-hmm. which is my giant big garter square 
uh, with a slit down the middle and a lace border. Want to know anything more about that? Just listen to the previous episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so the next half we have on the list is Uncia by Lucy Haig. And it's a very odd shape for us. I think it's best described as one twelfth of a circle. Mm-hmm. And you start at sort of the top point and you build outwards to a wider edge mm-hmm. and it is lace. Stained glass lace. It is beautiful, but my goodness, the charts. Yes. Kind of look at it and go, that one's going to take me quite a lot of concentration. But again, it is stunning and I th- it's on my list. Yeah. The second I get some free time where I'm not con- concentrating on my thesis or anything else... I want to do it because I think it's one of those... It looks like it could be an heirloom piece. Mm-hmm. People flew through it on the knit-along, so oh, it maybe isn't crazy. quite yeah. as hard as it looks. Mm. Next one is Hexahap, which is by Tom of Holland. It's a hexagonal, giant, huge thing. And it's all in Tarja, but it's not colour work in Tarja. Yeah, it's very cleverly done. And it's Again, textured. I don't get in Tarja, but it's on my list. It looks so cosy. It looks like a good gateway for it, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. It won't be so obvious if you mess up the colours. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so another half that's been quite popular is the Nut Hap by Jen Arnold Culliford. Mm -hmm. And it's really cleverly bird-inspired, and the colours that they've used basically reflected birds' feathers and things. I can't remember which which bird it's meant to be, but it's a lovely long, 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 long crescent-shaped shawl, and it's got beautiful ridges on it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a very versatile looking one, to be honest. And again, I've seen some really nice ones yeah. coming through on Ravelry. Mm-hmm. Then there's Lang Eyre by Gudrun Johnson. I want to knit this one. It's big, triangular, stripy garter hug, essentially. It's just is really pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It's one big square and then two little triangles to make the triangle. So that one is definitely something I'm interested yeah. in. Okay, oh good, I've got another one that I can't pronounce. Montbretia. Montbretia? Montbretia? Montbretia. Montbretia. I've seen, I've heard hundreds of different pronunciations, so I'm a bit confused. <laughs> um, so that's by lovely Carol Feller, and I think it was one of the first that they released when they were doing the previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crescent shape, it's got lots of bold colour, colour work. It's the front picture of the actual book. Oh yeah, so it is. Best way of describing it. It's very... It's quite foresty, I think. Yeah, and it's very eye-catching. Yes. And then lastly, we have Happenstance by Romy Hill. And that, I think, is a little bit more kind of classic-y mm. hat. So you've got the, the triangle and then the lace border knitted onto it. And it's really pretty. It's got nice colours. and The some... colours that she's used are beautiful. Like, it's a hint of grello. Mm-hmm. And it just, that middle band of the yellow just pops out at you. And some big lace holes yes. as well. So... What would you say your favourite out of the 13 would be, Sia? Oh, my favourite is 100% Theme and Variation by Vera Valamaki. <laughs> I just love her patterns. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I've not knit very many of them, but I've got hundreds of them in my Rav library, just crying out for the perfect yarn combo. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's garter stitch, it's got some short rows, it's got some stripes. And the way that it's constructed yeah. also would be a really good way if you had a semi-solid and then a variegated, yes. it would work really well. The way she's used that variegated, I think it's a Mad Tosh skein she's using. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holly Festival colourway or something similar, I think it'd be a good way of using that. It really tones down but still pops out at you. Mm-hmm. And then obviously my favourite is Hapisk. I knit it already, so you know that yeah. I actually committed to that one. Apart from that, I would say... 
Probably Lang Iyer is going to yeah. be the next one that I cast on. Really desperate mm. to have myself a big garter stitch squish hug. Not the Hapisk isn't already a giant yeah. garter stitch squish hug, but you know what I mean. You can't have too many garter stitch projects, I say. Yeah. I know when I first started knitting, I was very much like, oh, I'm not doing garter stitch anymore. I've learned how to do stockinette stitch. Yes. But actually, I think garter stitch is so much bouncier and mm-hmm. smushier. And so versatile, and it really shows off yarn. And I just hate purling. Yes. We're, we're the... Anti-pearl. Anti-pearl... <laughs> anti-pearl campaigners. Yeah. No. We just... Quite. It just... I guess pearling for both of us kind of irritates our wrists. Yeah. So we're not massive fans of huge amounts of, of pearling. Yeah. I, I My wrist tolerates it a lot more than yours does. Yeah, you're lucky. But I still need to do kind of just knitting a lot more than purling. Yeah. So I think that and it's easy to get your gauge off as well. Mm. Mm. Um. So the last thing we want to mention is the West Knits Along that we had talked about in the last episode. Yes. That is going to start after Christmas because we both have been blindsided by a Christmas large knits. amount of Christmas knitting to do. Yeah. I said I'm now going to be doing building blocks instead of starburst because i've actually got the yarn for it now yeah it was the one you wanted to do as well yeah it's all the yarn is already caked yeah it's already sitting in the project bag the needles are about to become available when i finish my icelandic cast off on the alamere Mm -hmm. so we're getting ready to go it'll all be good yep looking forward to it after christmas after christmas cast on with more tea yes or more likely whatever booze we get given for christmas yes and Sia, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, you're still not settled on yarn. No. I think the problem is it needs three colours, and I can only settle on two. Mm-hmm. And although I am known for being a bit naughty and being like, oh, this pattern calls for three yarns, I'm going to use two. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'd, like to, I'd like to use as much stash as possible. Yes. So I am determined to get three yarns that work. Yes. And at this point, I don't actually care if they clash. Mm. Um, Clashing can be a statement. Exactly. We'll just see what happens. We'll see what mood takes me over Christmas and what I can be bothered to wind. Yeah. Um, That's probably a good plan. I'm going to have to have a winding party up here. Yeah. I have a yarn swift, a lovely Mm. Amish style yarn swift, which are so Mm. much more reliable than the giant umbrella weird oh ones. god those break so easily and i also have a lovely ball winder so mm-hmm. we'll have to get a bunch of us up and do a ball winding session and it will be yeah. fine so that's kind of all the stuff that's gone on yeah in our life a... for the last month yeah so we will see you next time yeah it'll be 2017 hopefully it'll be a better year than 2016 yes fingers crossed it'll all kind of you know we there's a quote where sometimes yeah. decades happen where nothing goes on yeah. and sometimes decades happen in the space of a year. And oh, I goodness. think I think that that's definitely one of the kind of years that we've had. I think we had a decade happen in the space of November or the first couple of weeks of November, never mind like. Mm, yeah. So basically fresh start. Yeah, new year, new start, new mm. yarn, new cal, new cal. It'll all be grand. And just to let you know that we have got our music for this episode from mm-hmm. the wonderful jukedeck.com and it's specifically designed for podcasters. As long as we give credit, you can download it for free. Yep. So that's where we've got it from. Thank you very much, Juke Deck. 
wonderful because yeah. I'm sure you guys have noticed we haven't had music. We we tried once yeah. and it didn't quite we were, work. Yeah. We weren't hundred percent sure. Us. So fingers crossed, we'll be doing some music on our podcast episodes in the future. Yeah. In the meantime, you can still catch us on Rav, Twitter, and over on WordPress. We'll update it with show notes and appropriate photos of biscuit dunking shortly. Yes. And all that's left to say, I guess, is Thank enjoy you. the rest of December. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Bye.